2: People are going to remember you. You're going to be part of the wedding, of the family, of the friends. And so this is really huge for me. I always say this to my couples. You know, if you're not sure about me, don't hire me.
0: Welcome to the Way Up North podcast. This is where we get to know the speakers presenting at Europe's wedding photography conference, Way Up North. We're not interested in which apertures they use or what they carry in their camera bags. Instead, we aim to get to know them a little bit better as people. My name is Jacob, and in a few moments you'll hear my colleague Cole interviewing Lelia Scarfiotti. Lelia is a true artist. With over 10 years of experience in wedding photography, she knows what's up, simply put. Cole and I met her in Italy only a few weeks ago, and just speaking to her for a couple of hours, it's obvious that she has a lot to share. So here's Cole's talk with Lelia.
1: So, how are you?
2: I'm fine, thank you. How are you?
1: I am amazing. How do you say your name? Lelia. L- wow sounds uh-huh. so much nicer than how I've been incorrectly saying it to my, to my wife.
2: <laughs> Everybody is saying it incorrectly, so don't worry about it. All
1: right. So we've never, um, we've never spoken before, ever. So this, no. well, we did for like one minute just now, but before that, we haven't spoken. So I'm going to look at this like like an hour of speed dating okay. with just you and just <laughs> see how well I can get to know you in an hour. All right. All because right. obviously I know, like we obviously know your, your work. Otherwise, you wouldn't be presenting at the event in Rome. But you as a person, so that's what we're going for here. So maybe you can start by, uh, by sharing where you grew up.
2: Okay, so uh, I'm basically kind of all over the place because my father is from northern Italy and my mom is from Lebanon and I was born in Rome. And I grew up in Tuscany <laughs> and, uh, and then I traveled a lot and I lived in uh, many different places.
1: Have you so, ever lived in Lebanon? Uh,
2: no, never lived there, but I've been traveling there a lot. So I used to go there once a year when my grandfather was alive.
1: Wow, that's pretty interesting. So yeah. like how how Lebanese do you feel? Not much. Not much at all? <laughs> do, do, do you have a passport from there?
2: Uh, no, I don't. Uh, they don't give any more passports. Uh, I needed one <laughs> at a certain point, but they don't give any more passports. There are a lot of troubles getting... Uh, Passports and nationalities now.
1: Okay, like would you want one?
2: Um, I wanted one because uh, my mom is going to have a very hard time, you know, leaving me what she has there because I'm a woman and I'm not Lebanese. So, oh, okay. Well, yeah, okay. but I, I don't feel Lebanese in the, in the sense that, no, I wouldn't go and live there and I don't, I don't really feel it at my home, my place.
1: Interesting like okay we're starting out on a really random note but like my just reading the news about like okay not refugees we're not talking about refugees but in yeah. Italy is Italy such a like a, a, a tight culture like a tight Italian culture where if you are kind of like a multicultural background individual like is it is it different growing up in Italy when you have like a cross-control background?
2: Uh, it is from a certain point of view because many people are kind of very close-minded. Uh, many others see it as a gift, so it's kind of nice. You well, know, what, what was it,
1: what was it like for you growing up?
2: Um, I grew up in the countryside, so I was very alone. Um, and uh, while I was growing up as a teenager, I didn't had problems being half Lebanese at all. Okay. No.
1: Never. So, but
2: I I always felt very Italian. Oh, okay. That's also why you know I was traveling all over the place, and uh, and that was cool. (laughs) And so I guess people liked that. So
1: it really didn't
2: make a difference.
1: Were you like like are we talking about like kind of your teen years? you were moving around a lot or traveling around a lot? Even when I
2: was a kid, because my parents were separated. They divorced when I was uh, four. So since I was five, I w- I was uh, going where my mom was for my vacations. In so Lebanon? In Lebanon, and we went all over the place. <laughs> we were traveling a lot. And uh, she went with a friend, and he was actually uh, in Jerusalem for a while, in Cairo. Um, now he's in Lebanon again, and then he went in Morocco, so we kind of moved a lot.
1: Oh, wow. So you were kind of like a... A nomadic youngster
2: yeah
1: yeah wow do you, do you like does are you still sort of like this wanderlust traveler kind of individual or do you feel like um, you're settled down
2: i settled down because i have a husband and a four years old kid that'll I do was, it oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> that stopped me quite a lot but i'm still kind of oh let's go here and let's leave tomorrow and my husband is looking at me like are you crazy and i'm like no why was the problem let's go and do it so for me it's really easy to go and, and you know live and travel
1: <laughs> yeah yeah. so when you're when you're growing up what did you what was like a best-case scenario for you did you know for a career and things like that what kind of individual were you
2: um, I was a dreamer I wanted I was writing poems and drawing and I wanted to do art in high school uh, but my father didn't want me to, because he said either science or literature. Because for the university, it was much better. So Is, is, no he,
1: like is he? Was He's he? He's a
2: photographer. Oh, so he <laughs> didn't want you to do it. <laughs> no, he didn't want me to be a photographer because he was like, it's a terrible job. No one is going to pay you. There are too many photographers. So just go and do something else. <clears throat> so it didn't really cross my mind to to do photography until um i think 2005 more or less i wasn't that kid who was going running around with the camera okay. you know i never uh yeah. really picked up a camera i was i was fascinated by uh printing and developing in uh in the dark room that right. was really fascinating for me
1: well my not to talk about myself too much but i can relate to to your father being a photographer because my mom she's a photographer as well really? yeah and yeah. I remember growing up uh they had a uh like a print lab as well and it was like I felt like it was child labor being forced to work in there <laughs> and I, I didn't really like it and I remember going to do the uh to do portrait sessions at schools for example and my mom would have me holding lights and I I didn't like it at all and so that was okay. when I was really young and then kind of things came full circle in my late 20s and then you know now yeah. I'm doing what my mom is doing. So I'm curious, like I, I bring that up because what was your kind of like relationship from a photography perspective, like with your dad? Like, did you get involved at all or did you kind of maybe turn your back on it and not want anything to do with it?
2: Well, I kind of get involved, but uh, he was doing like still life uh, and it was like so slow. The whole process was like so slow and I hate <laughs> slow. I'm impatient. I like, I want the action, I want the movement, I want the feelings, and everything was like so annoying for me. Um, so the only, you know... Like what, is he I,
1: taking pictures of rocks or what?
2: Uh, no, he was taking pictures, like of bottle, bottles of wine. Okay. Or food, you know, and, uh, objects, and so I was like, no way, you know, I don't like this. And it was like the studio, the whole studio setup, the lighting, and you needed to, you know, everything had to be perfectly exactly how it it, it was meant to be. And and I'm not like that. I'm like really messy and all over the place. So. <laughs>
1: all right, you're a dreamer. You're a dreamer. I am.
2: I am. I'm chaotic.
1: <laughs> what did your, uh, or maybe she still has a career, but what does your mom do?
2: Okay, so my mom used to be a photographer. Uh, she used to work in Saudi Arabia and uh, she's a woman, so she was going to take portraits of the, the woman there and she, you know, the woman w- were not allowed to see any other men. So she was taking the portraits of women in Saudi Arabia, like 40 years ago. For, 40 years ago? Yeah. Wow. Even more. Um so I never saw her taking pictures that was before me and when I was really small so I didn't take up from her because okay. I knew she did photography but I never saw her do it
1: wow that, that's so cool like I mean as a photography like project that sounds amazing have you seen the work that she did?
2: yeah I have all her pictures yeah and, and like... she was like all she was very into portraits and uh, nudes <laughs> a lot of uh, naked man
1: <laughs> in Saudi Arabia
2: <laughs> no 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 oh. no 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 not in Saudi Arabia no. it sounds like but... it could
1: be like a vice magazine documentary <laughs> if, you're, if you're doing that kind of thing
2: <laughs> no no in Saudi Arabia she was always only doing women and I don't have any of that work because she uh, she had to leave the negatives and everything there. oh okay okay, okay? she doesn't have any material
1: So, you come from an artistic family, it sounds like. I do. Do do you have brothers and sisters?
2: I have a half-brother, because my dad remarried, Mm -hmm. and I have a smaller brother. He's 30 years old.
1: So Ah, okay. So, when when did you kind of like decide for yourself that arts was a path for you? Was there a specific moment or something that happened, or did you just ease into it?
2: Um, I was actually working as a marketing responsible for the BMW. Uh, I've been working there for two years. And the first year was really fun. I had a lot of responsibilities, so it was going well. Uh, I was doing marketing and uh, quality control. And at a certain point, I just couldn't work anymore for other people. So I was like, I need to find something that I can do on my own. I want to be my own boss, because that's the most important thing for me. Uh, and I couldn't stand anymore seeing all these people going with their jackets and ties and in big cars and BMW and appearance was all I always hated appearances I I, for me it's important to be not to appear so I just couldn't handle it anymore and I just thought about photography so I asked my dad and I, I asked him please can you teach me you know let's Go and do stuff together. And he was like, Yeah, no, you're never going to pick it up. It's not really interesting Tough you. Love. Yeah. And I was <laughs> like, You know what? I'm going to pay a course, a photography course, and I'm going to do it. So I went in Florence and I did for one year a photography course. And I just, you know, went for it. When was that? It was 2004, I think, 2005, more or less.
1: So up to that point, though, it sounds like you had a, a career in marketing.
2: Yes, I will. Or a I, job at least. Yes, I worked in marketing. I worked in hotel because I went to Lausanne to study hotel management in Switzerland. In Switzerland? Because that was my mom's dream. So I was uh, I was following her dream because she was like, you know French, you know English, uh you like to be with people, you're good with it. So, you know, go and do this. And I didn't really know what I wanted to do.
1: Okay. So I went for it. <laughs> wow! So you're you're very cosmopolitan. It, it sounds to me <laughs> well, like
2: I don't feel very cosmopolitan. Well,
1: it sounds like you. Well, I, I say that because like with like photography. Okay, so you started a course and you knew that's kind of what you wanted to do. When you did that with maybe a limited skill set with with photography did you did you think okay i'm gonna like work with people so i need to use my cosmopolitan personality to get clients like were you <laughs> thinking like a like a business person in the beginning and thinking no, about what skills sure. you could use to your advantage
2: not at all no well
1: what were you what were you thinking you just like
2: wondered... i was just going on for photography for me it's like when i take one road it's like oh i need to go there
0: <laughs> okay you know?
2: I'm very stubborn, very stubborn. Uh, so I went for it, and at the moment I I was living with uh, I wasn't living with him, but I was totally in love with my husband.
1: Oh, nice! That was two thousand
2: and four. It was two thousand and four, okay. two thousand and five, more or less. Yeah. And so he really wanted to stay in in Chianti, no one knows where it is.
1: Sounds (laughs) nice.
0: It's got a nice (laughs) name.
2: Thank you. It's like a very small town near Siena. I mean, not far away from Siena, in the middle of nowhere. So I asked myself, what can I do with photography here? And there was nothing to do. I was going to photograph like an old man cutting the pig in pieces And for me, I'm a vegetarian going on the vegan side. So it was like, I was like, am I going to do this my whole life? I can't. (laughs) I need to find something else. (laughs) But I was trying to do something to to be able to do it here because I didn't want to move because I knew my, my man didn't want to move. From Tuscany? From Tuscany. Okay. And so uh, I just was playing with photography. And one day I went to a friend's wedding and I brought the camera with me. I had a Nikramat, uh mm. black and white. Pictures were terrible. I mean, I did disgusting pictures, but I had so <laughs> much fun. I mean, it was hilarious I was because I normally hated going to weddings. I was like, no way another wedding. And uh, that year I started and I had quite a few friends wedding. So I took pictures at weddings and time flew by.
1: So you have made the transition from a butcher shop to weddings, the seamless transition. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Well, like not to, to jump around too much. Um, but like personally, I'm, I'm interested in you kind of like as a person as well. And whenever anyone says that they're a vegan, mm-hmm. it's sort of like it's interesting to me why people are like so like sometimes it, it, there's a variety of reasons why people choose that. And I'm curious, okay. why Why are you a vegan?
2: I read a book uh, almost seven years ago, uh, six, seven years ago uh, from uh, Jonathan Safran Foer. I don't know if you know him. It's called If Nothing Matters. And I just realized that what I was eating, being, I mean, not human being, but you know, animals yeah. are, are not things. <laughs> and so it just tri- struck me so, mu- so bad that I, cu- I couldn't do it anymore. I was like, that's over for me. Wow. And then, yeah, I started you know, documenting myself more and started to, to know what I was eating to get my <laughs> proteins and
1: so documenting yourself, like do you mean yeah. like actually photographing yourself or just paying closer attention to what you're eating?
2: Uh, paying closer attention to what I I was eating, but I did uh, a lot of work on my uh, self portrait. Okay, so uh, that,
1: I, like this is we're going into like some random territory <laughs> here, but I'm interested in this kind of thing. Yeah. I, so are you are you kind of like um Do you advocate this kind of healthy lifestyle now or or, or is it just something you keep to yourself and do for your own purposes?
2: I do it for my own purposes, but it always comes up when I'm eating at the table because I'm obviously telling, you know, I don't eat meat. And if I can, please don't give me diarrhea because I don't want to eat it. And so people are like, oh, why are you not eating meat. And what's the matter with you? And where do you get your proteins? So every time I'm at a table <laughs> at a wedding, also working. And, and a lot of people are attacking me. And a lot of people are like, you know, yeah, you're totally crazy. That doesn't have sense. But it's okay. I got used to it. The so, first year was, was
1: terrible. Was <laughs> it like, what? what's it like going like all of a sudden changing your diet like that? I know everyone's People are probably listening and being like, what the fuck is he asking? These? But I'm really curious, like, <laughs> like how you just change your diet overnight. And um, to me, that really seems just, pretty drastic.
2: I don't know. I'm just, I'm very drastic. I can pass from black to white like like this. Um, it, it was hard. It was hard. And my husband was not at all, you know, happy about that for okay. quite a few years. Um, how
1: do you like what do you feed your kid? What does your four year old eat?
2: My four-year-old eats uh, almost everything. I don't give okay. him meat when we're going out, but uh, his grandfather has chickens, he has uh, pigeons, so he eats good meat. I don't want to decide on his diet I'm
1: now. I'm always amazed that people eat pigeons. Yeah. It's not... Uh, I don't know. Pigeons, to me, doesn't seem like something you want to eat. It's like a flying rat. It's
2: not even me, but people yeah. we'll like it a lot. <laughs>
1: okay so that's pretty interesting so anyway to kind of like move away from that (laughs) with um, with photography like uh, what you what what you said earlier what I kind of uh, interpreted was uh, you wanted to be your own boss and and that was something that you know was important to you that was kind of like a a motivating factor for you when you started so I feel like when you ask Uh, photographers about like like why are you a photographer outside of making money a lot of times people will will communicate that as being one of their their main values and when you communicate that with your branding for example and um, a couple thinking about hiring you when they see that it's tough for them to really connect with that value because they just want cool pictures they don't necessarily care that you want to be you know self-employed so outside of being like self-employed what what do you think is like your main value that that motivates you to, to be self-employed in the first place that couples kind of resonate with
2: um it's just that i i want to i want to be responsible for my actions um and i think that uh my couples kind of feel it once they speak with me, not just by seeing my pictures, because the thing that it's most important for me is that they like me as a person as well. Really? Yeah.
1: That's, it's, that's interesting. You'd, yeah, think it, you'd think it would be the work that would be the most important.
2: No, for me it's not. Because if I had to choose a wedding photographer, you know, and I, I loved uh, work of a photographer, and then I met him and I didn't really like him as a person, I would be like, I don't want this guy whole day, the whole day for my wedding it's one of the most important days in someone's life and they're going to remember you, you know, people are going to remember you. You're going to be part of the wedding of the family of the friends. And so this is really huge for me. I always say this to my couples, you know, if you're not sure about me, don't hire me.
1: When did, when did that like level of confidence come about? Because I'm presuming that most photographers, when they start out, they like that, that's not an approach that's commonly Taken. So when did that confidence click for you to be that way?
0: Um, almost.
2: Um, I, <laughs> very soon. Very soon. I'm, I'm very self-conscious. Yeah, you yeah. say it like this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Your English so, is great, by the way. Thank it's you. Awesome. It's really
1: fantastic. Thank
2: you. Thank you. Um, and so I know what I can give and what I cannot give. I'm very self-critical um, and I'm the first enemy of myself. I know it. Um, but for me, it, it's almost been extremely important, you know, what I was delivering and the way uh, I behave at weddings. Because for me, a wedding, uh, it's something kind of sacred. And I'm, I'm, a, some, I'm someone who's been paid to be there, yes. But it's such an honor for me to be there and to be part of that moment. I don't know if it makes sense. No,
1: that makes sense.
2: Okay. Um, I, I'm there, but I don't want to be there because I want to do great pictures and show them around. I want to be there because I want to do great pictures to give to my couple.
0: Okay. And that's
2: my main goal. And it's, it's not always happening because I don't always have that connection with the couple, unfortunately. Um, it doesn't always happen. No. <laughs> it would be utopistic to say that. Uh, But when it does happen, uh, I mean, I'm doing what I love to do, you know.
1: With your, uh, like your previous uh, career, when you were in Switzerland studying hospitality, for example, like that's a customer service industry through and through. So, like, what were, like, the the main things that you drew from from that, um, that path to the path you're in today? Marketing. Okay, so what, what 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 is marketing to you? What is it? What does it mean to you?
2: Um, marketing is the way you sh- you sell yourself to other people. So it's kind of the brand, my whole person, who I am. Okay. I uh, uh, was very interested in marketing. I find it fascinating. And another thing that I loved it's the psychology that it's behind marketing and behind the way you interact with your clients. Because for me the moment i arrive i mean even before when i speak with my bride and groom it's all about psychology at the end of the time of the day you know you need to uh, make them feel comfortable you need to uh, give them good advice and i had so many brides that were like freaking out <laughs> during the preparation mm. and if you are able you know to to um, calm them down and to make them feel that everything it's okay i mean that's for me it's half of the job
1: wow that that's that's very different than the approach i take and i'm curious like why do you feel it's your responsibility to play that role wouldn't and and the reason i ask that is because my approach would be different i'd be like well if the bride's crying that's what i'm gonna take pictures of
2: really no no I'm not I'm very you know if she's crying and I'm, I'm gonna leave her
1: okay so so why do you feel that is is your responsibility
2: it's my responsibility as a person because okay. I'm very okay. personal I mean for me the person comes first and the job comes after
1: uh, are you playing with me are you doing a psychology trick on me here no <laughs>
2: <I'm not. laughs> I'd love to though
1: <laughs> so with with um with like the psychology of marketing, um, I like when I think of marketing. There there are different ways, different phases of marketing as well. And and for our business, the the phase within marketing that we're the most interested in is like right. that initial impression, like like the, you know the brand impression phase, if you want to call it that, getting attention and, and and that immediate reaction. So that's the phase of marketing that we invest most of our efforts in. So like if there are, if you agree that there are phases in marketing, which do you think is, is your biggest strength? Is it is it the the post purchasing phase of the marketing relationship? Or what do you think?
2: Um, I don't know. I think um, I kind of know what I want to show and what I don't want to show. I show just a small part of my work because what I don't want to shoot anymore, I'm not going to show. Okay, so I kind of build my image on what I want to show and what I want people to feel when they look my images. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, no,
1: of course, that, that makes total sense.
2: Okay, okay. So I, I don't really, its I don't plan strategies because as I told you, I'm so chaotic, I wouldn't be able to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I do, um, I do... Uh, put a lot of attention on on my pictures my images what i'm showing and what i'm giving to my client i normally uh at weddings i'm i'm giving them a small gift you know a card whatever just to make them feel you know that i'm grateful that they picked me because i want them to feel that um yeah
1: this uh like your approach it sounds awesome like are you mostly do you mostly do domestic weddings, or do you travel a lot for? for
2: no, I mostly do domestic weddings. Uh, well, first of all, because um, I had a kid, <laughs> and I had a very bad pregnancy. I had to cancel all my weddings. That was really bad. So,
1: like, uh, you don't need to get specific, but yeah. But basically, like, do you mean like after you had your child, you were unable no. to do anything for a, a no, while? No, no,
2: no. Wh- while I was having the child, you know, while I was pregnant. Okay. Uh, I had um, an, uh, almost an abortion. So I had to stay in bed like for four months. Oh, no. And it was during the summer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. So that stopped me. But that helped as well because I was freaking so much out because I was like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do you know, with my weddings if something happens to me? Well, what can you do? I just tried to help my couples. You know, to find other photographers, I contacted a lot of people, a lot of friends photographer helped me out because mm-hmm. they took my weddings um, and that was awesome, and everything worked out. so it's good also to know that you know th- our job is great, it's important, but no one will die if you stop. <laughs> <laughs> so it's okay <laughs> it helped me
1: so you it sounds like you have a strong network like did that did that grow kind of like because of your previous career or just like did you Um, proactively build that network or like no
2: well when i was starting what i really missed was a network like really missed there was no network in italy um i was thinking about doing a network like of only women you know or doing a website with women photographers where you could kind of you know help each other if someone needed help Um, what about the men I don't like men
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm just kidding I'm just joking
2: I'm joking no it was basically because uh, men photographers in Italy were like really you know I'm the photographer (laughs) and I was like at the beginning when I started uh, when you said I'm a wedding photographer people were like no really what is your job I was like I'm a wedding photographer and yeah, it's not, it wasn't considered such a good job. Well, okay.
1: I don't think you're alone in Italy. So
2: <laughs> OK. <laughs> but yeah, when I started, it was like um, the, the photography was very kind of old fashioned and very, um, very different from what it is now. Now mm-hmm. it started, it's really changed. And a lot of young photographers who are starting now are great. They're amazing, you know. Um, and there, there wasn't anything like that when I started. Mm-hmm. I was very alone, like really, really very alone.
1: <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. And, well, how did you stay motivated when you were so alone and, and so new?
2: I just, you know, thought that I was I was having a lot of fun. I loved what I do, what I did. Sorry. And uh, so I started looking for a job because I wanted to. I, I would never go to someone's wedding without any practice. Because I'm so afraid to ruin their wedding. So I wanted to practice. And I went to like 20 photographers in the area. And a lot of them told me, oh, no, you're going to steal my job. Or, oh, you're shooting with a telelance and I only shoot with wide lenses. And I was like, I can shoot with wide lenses, you know. (laughs) I can change lenses in my car. I mean, I had the most stupid responses. It was crazy. And then I found this... uh, photographer, uh, that hired me, uh, for wedding seasons and uh, for wedding season. And I did like 20 weddings with him that summer. What year was this? 2006.
1: Wow. So you've, you've been in the game a while.
2: Yeah, but I'm quiet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's the trick to longevity. Maybe.
2: Yeah. Is it? I don't know. So I hate it, competition. you hate <laughs> but, competition. Hate it,
1: yeah. Really? Yeah. So, what? In what way do you see competition in the wedding world?
2: Oh gosh, there's so much competition. Everybody is like, I'm better, I'm bigger, I'm doing the best picture, and I won this, uh, you know, competition, and and I hate this. I'm like, (laughs) please no. Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, yeah, I I agree. With With what you're saying, so I guess again, it's not an Italian thing exclusively. Okay, <laughs> so uh, just to kind of switch gears here a little bit. Um, I did a I had a conversation with another presenter who will be in Rome and mm-hmm. and she had a huge health uh, incident in her life uh, that that happened and she's fine now. Um, but it was uh, it didn't sound like a very it sounded like a real tough time. And she mentioned that as being sort of like the kind of like the line in the sand where she almost came out a different person and, and more positive outlook on, on everything. So, uh, I like to think that Jakob just said something really good to like break it up. Maybe, he, okay. maybe he had like a, I don't know, a moment, but anyways, it is what it is. The connection broke. I don't. Okay, I don't remember sorry. exactly what we were talking about, but let's start uh, fresh. Let's start fresh. Okay. How's your kid?
2: He's fine. He's me, terrible. Tell, like, tell me about terrible.
1: your. Tell me about your family.
2: <laughs> my family, uh, it's uh, loud like, and uh, <laughs> noisy, <laughs> but it's amazing. Uh, uh,
1: what What does your husband do?
2: My husband is in. Uh, uh, from a certain side in politics. Uh, he's the mayor of a very
1: small town. No way.
2: <laughs> yeah, but it's a really small
1: You're town. You're dating so. a mayor.
2: Yeah, I know. It's terrible. That isn't sounds
1: all awesome. that sounds
2: I know, it's terrible. It's terrible.
1: <laughs> well are you by like like by default sort of wrangled into the political world yourself a little bit?
2: Uh, he tried. Um, well I'm very opinionated myself, but I hate going to events. I'm like, no way. I'm not going to dinners and stuff like that. I hate it. OK, I <laughs> don't like it.
1: I'm, I'm like when you say that, I don't know if it's exactly the same, but I'm, it's hard to avoid what's going on in the States right now. And I'm picturing like those political rallies where you go into like town hall and <laughs> I don't know, yell at each other. Is it like that in Italy? <laughs>
2: Uh, it's even worse in Italy.
1: <laughs> oh, no, really? How so?
2: <laughs> no, but I mean, for him, it's not because it's really a small town. It's like 2,000 people. Uh, so it's really small. And he loves it because it's his territory. <clears throat> He's He grew up here. He was born here. And so it's, it, it's really like taking care of his own house, basically.
1: Okay. So. Well, that's cool. I mean, it's hard to not care when it's, you know... It's yeah. you. <laughs>
2: uh, it's nice. It's nice. So <laughs> he, l- he likes it. <laughs> like
1: uh, when I, I don't know. Just again, I like going into the random stuff because I'm curious mm-hmm. about your opinion, or maybe not your opinion, but what's what's the experience in Italy right now like with with the refugee situation, which is all over the news. Do you do you, do you Are you exposed yeah. to that at
0: all?
2: Um, I don't look at the news anymore.
0: <clears throat>
2: I. It makes me feel terribly sad, and uh, I know I'm totally out of the world. But uh, yeah, it, it's so bad. I mean, the world, is so
1: bad now. So, what about like you, like your where you live? Like, do you, are you exposed to any of the things going um,
2: on? We actually have a few people here who brought in refugees and uh, my husband tried to help them, you know, to work with the community and to do stuff uh, with everybody else, which is kind of cool. Um, There are many different opinions, you know, um, close-minded things that uh, it's terrible and they shouldn't be here. Uh, And thanks God there are people who understand, you know, that refugees are escaping from a really bad situation. And I I can talk about it because uh, Lebanon has been in war uh, for 20 years and more. So I understand what it's like, you know, to escape from us from a place where there is the war.
1: Is that what happened with your mom or you? Uh,
2: Well, my mom didn't really escape. She went to live somewhere else because she married my dad first and then she was, you know, traveling and doing stuff. Uh, My grandfather always stayed there. He was a judge, Uh, I don't know, yeah?
1: Yeah, that's the right word, Um, a judge.
2: And so he always stayed there, yeah, yeah, a judge. Uh, He always stayed there and he wasn't afraid to be there, so. You know, it's uh, but I understand what it is to live in a country where there is war and <laughs> and you don't want to stay there.
1: Yeah, I see. Yeah. What's it uh like what's it like being a mom uh and an entrepreneur?
2: In <laughs> in Italy.
1: In Italy. You know, because <laughs> yeah. it like I'm just I'm just thinking back to what you said about uh, you know, being a female photographer. You you yeah. said that and and now you're like a female photographer, entrepreneur, and you're a mother and your husband's the mayor. So like what, what's like, what's it like for you? <laughs>
2: um, no, it's really cool. I, I kind of found my balance. Um, so my son knows that during the summer I'm not there pretty much. But when I'm at home, I try to spend, you know, at least a few hours a day with him, doing stuff with him. And uh, he doesn't need all day. He needs you know, some time, but it has to be good time. So I kind of try to manage that. And, uh, no, I I found the balance. That's okay.
1: (laughs) Well, when you, you, it sounded like you came out of the pregnancy after, you know, it was a bit of a struggle is what you said, like you're, you're bedridden and you, you came out, how was your outlook on being an entrepreneur once your little one was in the world?
2: Um, I, well, at the beginning, the first months that he was uh, he came into our world, it was only him. So I was totally like, you know, yeah, there is my job, but before there is my son. So it was only him. And he was born in October, which was great, because it gave me time to prepare for the wedding season. And I started again working in May. Wow. Uh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, but it was cool. It was cool. I, I really managed, you know, I didn't take that many weddings the first year. Uh, I didn't travel. I didn't want to spend the night out. Um, so it was OK. I, you just have to compromise. I think, you know, you cannot do exactly what you were doing before. Um, but you can compromise and you can find time for both. For sure. If you want to, you can.
1: I, I can't believe mothers who are photographers it's amazing <laughs> to like guys really have it easy <laughs> <You> know, <Yeah. laughs> it's, such, it's amazing like I I have two little girls myself Whoa, that's and nice. uh yeah I see what my mom ma- or pardon me what I see what my wife does and yeah. uh how close she is and I couldn't even imagine her being self-employed so yeah yeah did hard. you like I mean there's no handbook on on how to do this sort of thing it be a mother for the first time and be an entrepreneur mm-hmm. so like Did you have a lot of like, uh, how do you say Like, did you have specific people within the photography community? You don't need to name them, but did they did they like help you along? Because that's a pretty big transition going from. No, it was all you like totally alone.
2: No, I had you know, I have a few friends that are in photography as well. Um, And I had friends to which I passed the weddings I couldn't take um and i kind of created a network um i really believe strongly that the networking is the most important thing that we photographers need because it's so cool to have people you can talk with you know and just share problems and and ideas and and work so it's great um but yeah no i didn't really rely on anybody i I, it it wasn't really a problem for me to have you know the baby like, no. of course, it's not a
1: problem. It's a kid. It's amazing. No, but it's I a mean, gift. Yeah, it, but... I
2: didn't, you know, feel it as, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do, you know, uh, when I have to go to the wedding? Because it's weddings are one day. So I can stay one day without seeing my yeah. kid. And then post-production, I can make time for that whenever he's sleeping or whenever, you know, he's with his grandmother. Uh
1: So, yeah. Yeah. You, you strike me as, like, incredibly down to earth and also quite like kind of independent yeah do do you is that accurate do you think
2: yeah yeah i'm very independent
1: have you always been that way
2: uh no i was very insecure when i was a small uh and the separation of my parents uh really didn't help me for that um it was when i found my husband he's really down to earth and i kind of took him as a uh, solid point in my life a mm. solid uh, block. Rock. <laughs> the rock yeah. the rock rock and uh, you know he was always he always lived here and he wanted to live here and his family is here so it was very very uh, good for me because i was all over the place i was traveling and coming back and then starting a job and then Starting another one and doing, you know, so many different things. I, I didn't have a clue of what I, I really wanted to do Wow, so it was good for me to find him uh, well, And that gave me a lot of strength
1: so well. like you're working for BMW before you became a photographer. I was Yeah, like the, that's the corporate Like that's like the polar opposite of what you're doing now. So like I know <laughs> is, there, is there anything you, you miss about being in the corporate world like that
2: nothing like nothing, trust me. I, I no, I don't like it.
1: I, well, from BMW, like you're, I, I'm assuming you were working with, uh, within the marketing with BMW?
2: Yeah, I was.
1: So are there any things, specific things that you plucked from the corporate world and put apply to your business straight away? Or is it just who you are in common sense?
2: Um. Yes, probably uh, for what concerns, you know, the people you want to, work with, so who your clients are going to be and what your strategy is going to be. Uh, from a certain point of view, I tried to use what I knew. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's so totally different, actually. It really helped me to uh, speak with people and to have a lot of connections with other people and yeah. with the press and with uh, the papers and, um, and advertising and sort of stuff. But um, yeah, no, I, I really don't plan a lot. <laughs> I'm kind of last moment every time <laughs> wow! so yeah no, i love it i'm terrible I'm no terrible.
1: that's that's great i love it because i i feel like we're our, our outlook is so different like like jacob and i just sat in a room yesterday in stockholm for like eight hours planning you know so wow. and and that's great i mean there's no right and wrong way to do it and, and okay i'll try and try and segue, segue yeah. this into something here do you do you pay attention to what's going on in the photography community and I'll I'll follow that up with another question um, after.
2: OK. Um, yes and no. Uh, I try to be in the social, uh, even though Facebook, I can't stand it anymore. I'm like totally fed up with Facebook. Uh, I try to be more in Instagram. I know that I have to be there because you have to be there. Um, yeah, I'm kind of a, a bit fed up with all this wedding, 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 wedding. Uh, if I can, I try to read different things. Um, totally different you know from photography or from weddings especially
1: (laughs) okay okay well then the follow-up question I was gonna have you sort of already asked answered it and Mm -hmm. the question I was gonna ask was like with your experience in marketing and seeing it at a corporate level do you feel like it's it's kind of overthinking it for photographers to be so strategic and focused on marketing
2: no, I think marketing is uh, extremely important. I mean, there there are so many photographers out there. So if you're not uh, planning and if your marketing is not good, even if your pictures are good, you're not going to sell yourself. So it is extremely important. I totally believe that it it is. But you need to focus your energies. I think that you cannot be everywhere and you cannot do everything. So you need to really think where you want to be and what you want to do um, and plan it that way
1: okay that makes sense
2: is is it okay
1: (laughs) good tell me when
2: it's not making sense
1: (laughs) (laughs) no no i'll just let you go at that point just okay no just keep going and just see where it leads (laughs) well (laughs) like market i'm interested in marketing i studied it I thought I was going to have a career in it myself and, I, and I'm, I'm pretty interested in it. And I have certain things that I, I like about it more than other things. And I don't want to turn this into a boring marketing podcast, but I'm curious. Like, what what about marketing do you like the most? Like, what, what is there anything within marketing that excites you now? Um, well, strategy
2: excites me, but we're going back to the psychology, you know, I'm, uh, I'm really fascinated from what people are buying and why, you know, why they're buying something more than something else, why they're choosing something over something else. And sometimes it really doesn't make any sense. And that's all about marketing. It's like when you go in the supermarket and you have, you know, they put products in a certain space so that you can see, or the child can see. And so it's all about strategy, <laughs> and it's so interesting for me, but just because I'm interested in a psychological aspect
1: <laughs> so how did you how did you apply that to your to yourself when you started your business because I get it I get it like that is a sexy part of marketing, the psychology part about it, and you get it obviously but how did you put that into practice
2: uh, I tried to uh... Uh, think about what I didn't like first of all so I really tried to think about who I didn't the clients which were the clients I really didn't want to work with uh, and start starting from there I got to the clients that I wanted to work with but I didn't re- once I started I didn't really had a strategy I just put the picture I had right there um, I did a website because I thought that it was extremely important to do a website. Um, I took a photography workshop that were not wedding workshop. Um, I did one with David Allen Harvey, um,
1: Ooh, yeah,
2: nice. it was great.
1: <laughs> okay, so so you you started with what you didn't want and built up from there. Yeah. Did you have like um this is getting into some like airy fairy fluff here but did you have sort of like a premier goal like a a real purpose with your business that you can like think back to and and that was that was like your your guiding light if you want to call it that like did you have something very specific that you were aiming to achieve
2: Um I wanted to work with people who saw the world like me Boom so awesome. my main goal was to be with people like me, basically. So to be part of their life for that one day, you know. And it's so cool to be part of something like a wedding. And, but I really, really wanted to be with people who were thinking and who were seeing like I was.
1: That's awesome. That's like the hardest part about starting out, I, I, in my opinion, is sort of knowing what you want and being that specific. So that's...
2: Yeah yeah
1: it was helpful that you had the marketing experience
2: yeah it is it
1: is so what do you do when you're not a mother and a wife of the mayor and (laughs) a photographer
2: (laughs) i'm a pirate and a dragon as well yeah from time (laughs) to time uh what do i do i love to travel so i plan traveling a lot Um, I'll definitely uh, walk you know have walks in the woods or outside I have to stay outside I read a lot um, listen to music Uh, not much I'm nothing interesting like you know a musician or (laughs) a painter unfortunately I'm not but yeah
1: well how do you do you feel like like okay how do I how do I put this I'm thinking mostly as a a mother and an entrepreneur, Um, although I can't necessarily relate to that because I know, you know, there's the relationship with a child that's different with a mother than a father. Yeah. But like, do you, do you think it's like okay to be so invested in your child and your job and that's it? Or do you like, do you feel like you need to break away from both once in a while for your own sanity or like, like, what do you oh, think? What do you yeah. think improves your life balance the most?
2: <laughs> well, I'm balanced because when I'm at the weddings, I have a break from my child, which is bad <laughs> okay. to say, but it's like this. Um, and when I'm with my child, I kind of have a break from weddings uh, and from work. And when I go on vacation, I don't bring my camera with me. I just bring my Polaroid or my Olga or whatever stupid camera I think about. You know, and, and nothing works out normally. It's like iPhone and that's it.
0: Do you, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's, that's great.
2: So I take a break. That's my way of taking a break because I can see and I can enjoy my trip without thinking about photography because I'm obsessed. When I'm doing it, I'm kind of obsessed. So I don't want to okay. be obsessed every time.
1: Do you think uh, like what, what you just said there kind of made me think like what you said there is when you go on a vacation, you leave your shit at home. kind yeah. of when some people go on vacation or travel, that's like an opportunity to, to hone their craft, yeah. you know? So like, do you, do you think about the craft side of it at I, all? Or, I would or... love to.
2: I but in practice,
1: to. it's just not realistic.
2: It's just not realistic. I wouldn't be with my family if I was thinking about my work. You know what I mean? If I'm, if I'm thinking about photography, I'm totally into photography. I want to go there and get my pictures I cannot stay with them, we cannot get lost and discover new places together, so I prefer, you know, if I'm with them, I prefer to be with them. It's either I take a trip and go and take pictures, uh, and they know it, <laughs> but if I'm with them, i rather be with them.
1: So. With with you coming to Rome, you're like you're the only um, Italian presenter.
0: Yeah. And
1: I'm not gonna like you know, I'm not too curious about the specifics of the Italian wedding community, but I'm more curious about like what's your role in it? Like where where what do you think that people think of when they think about you and your placement in the industry? Are you looked at as someone who's you know, you've been around a while, so are yeah. you looked at someone who's like kind of a trend setting leader? <laughs> Or are you completely in the shadows? Do you, do you have like sort of a an out, you know an opinion on what the opinion is of you for a better, lack of a better expression? Um,
2: I think I've, I'm kind of in the middle because I've been in the industry so many years. So it's kind of almost 10 years that I'm doing weddings. Um, I think that uh, photographers or most of them know who I am. But since I'm not getting out there, uh, I'm not in the crowd, I'm not a person who wants to be in the light. Um, So I'm kind of in the middle. Yeah, I think.
1: (laughs) So it's interesting. So it's, I don't know if you're, you're well known, obviously. Am I? (laughs) Yeah, well, when we put out the sort of like the feelers and put them against our own opinion. Everyone kept saying that they wanted to hear you present in Rome. So we're like, well, we're mm-hmm. going to ask her then. But it, it's interesting because you it seems like you step back quite a bit and you know what you're doing. And it, so I'm curious about this. Is it like a passive approach with intention that no. you take?
2: No, 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 it's not. I can promise you. Okay. No. OK, no, it's just that I don't like I just don't like to have the attention on me. OK. You're not you're not hearing me, are you? Yeah, I heard you. Okay. okay we'll leave okay, it at that. We just saw your face we're like,
1: "Huh?" <laughs> no, that's fine. I I got you. It, it, okay. the, the choppy connection just didn't make it smooth, but that's okay. We got the idea. Okay. You don't like the okay. attention.
0: No,
2: not at all.
1: Interesting. No. Do you do you feel like you like needed to get attention in the beginning and and be in with the in crowd because the reason I asked that is it it seems to me like it's like um it's sort of like a a battle of attrition with photographers, and photographers believe that to achieve notoriety amongst other photographers is Mm -hmm. the ticket to success. Have you ever felt that way? No. No.
2: (laughs) No, I don't. I don't know. As I told you, I'm not competitive. Uh, I love what I do. I love to, you know, be with people and, and create. Uh, good images when i can <laughs> uh, but other than that i really it makes me kind of you know nervous and uh, i i have to wonder what everybody else is thinking all the time i i just don't want to do it you know it's just not me i'm i'm very peaceful <laughs> i want to live my life just you know
1: <laughs> well okay like okay well let's just I don't know. I'm listening to you say all this stuff and you kind of remind me a little bit of Ed Piers, actually. I don't know if you know who Ed Piers is, but Ed is a, he's a talented guy from, from London. And, uh, yeah, you know, I when know. I hear him speak about what he does and what he doesn't do, it, it, you kind of remind me of him. And the reason why is he makes it sound like almost too easy. Like he doesn't love social media, He <laughs> doesn't love the limelight. You know he's kind of like a little bit passive with his marketing efforts and you're kind of the same way yeah okay so to, to, to spin that into a question for you kind yeah. of a vague one yeah you make it sound very easy but where's it, like the hardest part about being as busy as you are
2: um why is there supposed to be a hard part that's true i mean yeah well sometimes it's hard you know but Every work, every job is hard from time to time. Uh it's not you're not a photographer and your life is heaven. <laughs> you're a photographer and you're you're lucky to do what you're doing, uh, you know, for most of the times, but there are shitty days. I mean, who doesn't have them? But we all have them and, and it's okay to have them. So <laughs> why not? <laughs>
1: <laughs> right on. I love I really like your outlook. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's sort of a good, uh, a good way to kind of get to near the end here. And I've been asking other people um, one question to sort of close it out. And it's it's very vague. It's super vague and it's probably not one I should ask. But I'm curious, like, what, what are you the most optimistic about these days? What are you excited about?
2: I'm very optimistic on, uh, for example, what you guys are doing you know, um, gathering photographers
1: from all over the world and getting connections. Love it. Cool. Well, the internet connection is, is giving us like a sign that maybe, uh, it's time for me to go with my two daughters and you with your son, maybe, <laughs> <laughs> but I really, I really enjoyed, uh, speaking with you today.
2: Thank you. Cool. Me too.
1: And, uh, I guess I'll see you in a couple months, uh, in Rome. Okay, for sure. <laughs> All right, well, enjoy beautiful Tuscany and uh, thanks for the conversation today.
2: Grazie. Bye bye. Bye.
0: That's Lelia Scarfiotti, wedding photographer and presenter at Way Up North in Rome, April 2016. If you're interested in more details about Lelia or about Way Up North, Head over to our website www.wayupnorth.co. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram under @wayupnorth and on Twitter and Snapchat under at Event. Thanks for listening and talk soon.